Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi guys, welcome back to Not Basic Blonde podcast. I'm sure so many of you ladies are very concerned about the future of fashion and how it will evolve with pandemic. So in this episode, my guest, Sydney Sadik, famous fashionista and author of the book Aim High, and I will be discussing how to dress under $100 and feel the best fashion staples everyone must have, the remedy for the I have nothing to wear syndrome, and so much more. So it's a very exciting episode, guys. Tune in now. Hi, Sydney. How are you? Welcome to Not Basic Blonde Podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, thank you. Would you please tell our listeners about yourself? Sure. So I'm an on-air fashion lifestyle expert. I'm regularly on Hoda and Jenna on the Today Show, E Daily Pop Inside Edition, and NBC New York Live, among other shows. And I'm always trying to share to viewers how they can dress on a bit under $100 without breaking. Also, trying to really straighten the confidence side of fashion and how it's not just about what you wear and the designers and the brands, but it's about the confidence that you're using as your upon. And um, I also am releasing my first book, Aim High, and it comes out on September 15th. And um, I'm so excited. Yeah, that's very exciting. Would you please tell us more about your career, like your past TV career and fashion career? Yes. So I started out as an editor at the Daily Front Row, which is the long running publication of New York Fashion Week. And I freelanced for them in college, George Washington University School of Media and Public Affairs. And then I started full time as an editor right upon graduation. I was a journalism major, so I always loved to write, but I really knew that I wanted to be on television. And so I was, you know, in this job for eight years total at this magazine. And I realized, you know, it's great talking about it to the industry because those are how could we translate fashion and make it accessible to everyone around the world. And that's where the idea of being on air came from. And I started out on Amazon Style Code Live, their digital show. It's kind of like a Home Shopping Network, QVC meets E! News. It was a great show hosted by Frankie Grande. From there, started working um, on NBC New York Live, doing fashion segments, and sort of just all progressed, constantly hustling, going on the Today Show, and E! for the first time just a year ago now, which is crazy because it feels like it's been longer than And, um, you know, it's been such a, a fun ride, and always just trying to be on the cusp of what's new and next. You've done a lot. It's wonderful. Thank you. You also have The Lunchtime with Sydney. That's the fun show you have. Would you please tell us more about it? Yeah, no. So I started Lunchtime with Sydney at the start of quarantine because I'm a very social 
social person. I go out every night for work and I was hosting events for brands and my life was kind of like insane right before the pandemic started. And I started a little lonely. I was like, you know, this is really weird not having my friends and my colleagues. And I said, well, if I'm going this way, I'm sure many others are. And, you know, I could tell that like, like it was going to be really lives at night, but I was like, what about during lunch? That's a very social time for a lot of people, whether you are a student, you're a mom, you work at a company, everyone takes 30 point to really, so Sydney was born and I've been doing it now since like March 10th, had almost a hundred guests and we've had just tons of celebrities and designers, um, you know, chefs, every kind of category of person on and it's just been such a fun ride to be able to people that's so much fun because i'm very sociable as well and in quarantine it's so hard like i miss people just being around people of course my podcast helps a lot but just actually being around people it just i miss it a lot yeah it's a huge challenge i feel like everyone's trying to navigate how to fulfill like that loss if you will. And it's difficult. Like I think virtual only goes some sort of way. But I think for me, it's like, I'm actually reaching people who I normally don't see every day. And it's almost like making my network bigger. And I think that's what's been sort of therapeutic for me. Yeah, that's wonderful. And how did you become famous? What is your success story? (laughs) Well, thank you for calling me that. I don't I think really being like on the Today Show in E was the, the you know, the thing that like really started getting recognized me. I mean, I think it, it's still weird like for my family. I mean, even I'm in the Hamptons, you know, which is a small community outside of New York City. I've been here since March. And like, it's weird. We walk day now where, you know, a young girl or even moms, they you know something and they know. So, you know. It's like interesting when someone asks me that, but I think it really just is the exposure and just being on so many different platforms and um, just really kind of being out there. I I feel like it's not one direct thing, but of course, having a show that has millions of viewers watching doesn't hurt. Yeah, that's so true. And the most exciting part, your book, what inspired you to write it? So a major in college, I always knew I wanted to write. I've written hundreds, more than hundreds, articles for magazines and websites. But a book is something I think everyone, well, not everyone, but I think most people who um, write for a living have some sort of aspirations to achieve. And, you know, I am 26. I wanted to make sure that like me writing a book off is like me saying, I've done it all. Like that's not the point. The point is I didn't feel that there was a fashion book that's been written in a really long time that helped build it while also helping to develop your own personal style. So um, that's where sort of the idea of aim high came about. And, um, you know, writing a book is totally different than writing articles. Articles are short. You're done with nearly two years in total of the entire process. And I'm so open with my Instagram followers. It was the one thing that I really kept as a secret for so long. And now I that I can share and that people are pre-ordering and we went nuts on on the first day and my category of that wasn't even something that I expected to happen like I that is even a possibility I was just like great we're gonna share this whatever happens happens and then it you know did so much better than I, I would have even so um you know it's been such a fun project to work on and I just can't wait for people to see what's inside and take away lessons and 
just have Dribble handbook and a place where someone doesn't feel alone in their own insecurities and fashion questions. Yeah, I'm glad you came up with this idea because there are definitely not many books in this industry. No. Yeah. And what aim high means to you? It's a question that I'm always asking my followers because I'm know. so curious. <laughs> yeah, I'm so curious to hear other people's interpretations about like just striving to do your best and putting your best self out, being kind, being authentic, taking risks, just aiming can possibly be within how you dress, but also so much more outside of that. And it's interesting because, you know, aim high to me, like it's something that we need always. But I think even especially more now, so with the pandemic and just everything going on in the world, like this whole idea of aiming high, it's even so much more meaningful right now. There's so much negativity and we need positivity. And I know it's so easy for people to be upset and you know, unmotivated, like this is supposed to kind of wake everyone up and be like, okay, we're in a tough time, but let's try and make our mark. And that's really what aim high means to me. It's very important to stay positive right now because mental health gets at risk and all of this. It's a real thing. Mental health is such a thing. And I never thought that that was something I had to work on. And then quarantine happened. I'm like, wait a minute, like, you know, I'm not exempt from this. Like everyone has to do things to take care of themselves. Yeah, me too. Totally understand you. And what are your favorite and least favorite aspects to work in the fashion industry? Um, my least favorite is that it can get very can aren't always nice. Um, and, you, you know, the cutthroatness, but I do mind the the kindness. And I think that's something that a lot of women in this business like it doesn't have to be so nasty at times like it can be supportive it can be kind and I think it gets very clicked um you know that's something you know as someone who was an editor or pitching themselves all the time like you know I can I read authenticity very um you know quickly and easily so I think that um and the best part is that it's just such a creative industry there's always room for new ideas I think you know, it, it is one of those industries where you can actually make your dreams happen. Like, of course, it takes so much work, but whether you're a designer, a stylist, a model, or a broadcaster, like there is, you know, real ability to like make you have a voice and to make your voice heard. And I like that. Like, it's not just about coming up with the ideas, but executing them. And I think that fashion is a, you know, an industry that can really be made happen. Yeah, I totally agree with you because in fashion industry, everyone can find a niche for themselves. And it's always, I mean, you will always have your fans anyway because it's just your personal style, your own power. And people see, people love it, like you for you. And of course, everyone has a chance for it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and going back to fashion, how do you live a fulfilled life, life you love even when you weight fluctuates? Because, you know, sometimes you buy clothes and then they don't fit and then you lose weight and then it's again. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard and that's something that I really go into. And like even over quarantine because my Instagram following just like dramatically increased over the last few months because of everything I've been doing, like there's so much more, more criticism that I personally get. They don't know me. They're accidentally sending me messages instead of to whoever they're sharing my stories with. One day I'm there, another day she's fat, another day she's shabby. Like I've literally heard every comment about my body to begin with. And the worst part is that I feel my best right now. 
But I think women in general, our weights do always fluctuate. I think that's just part of being a woman. One week you can feel your best, another week you might not. And I think it's really just about, you know, no, no, it's okay to have that fluctuation and that fashion is really a way to express yourself no matter what state your body is in. And it's about feeling good in your clothes. And I think clothes do make a lot, a lot of women feel um, because you can cover what you want, you know, certain things. And I just think it's about what fi- like finding what works best for you and what makes you feel the most moments that you feel like you're so out of control. I don't wear and I don't like some of the fashion trends which I think are not look the best on me so it's not like you know I always go like you said what works for me not just whatever is like the trendiest trend right now (laughs) yeah exactly not every trend looks great on everybody or it's not of interest that's okay like it's not supposed to be like this cool club where where you have you wear one trend you're excited when you're not like yeah totally agree with you yeah you know for us as women it's most common remedy like what is the remedy for i have nothing to wear syndrome (laughs) it's the remedy that every one of us has faced at some point of our lives and things like obviously you can go into a store right and buy something if that's what your budget allows you to do but i'm constantly like shopping in my own closet and finding new ways of pairing things together and i think if you really have like a good line of basics kind of try to like I always have a new outfit but I, I don't I'm just so it really is about mixing and making and just really sort of using what you have at home base and then using your per add-ons but not be not relying solely on just having to run and go get it you know for me sometimes when I get something new I take a picture in it I wear it one time and then I feel like okay, it's already old because I wore it one time. I'm not going to wear it again because everybody already seen it. What am I doing with it now? I used to be like that. And I used to feel like, oh, like it's, you know, someone's going to see me again. But my friend told me something once because very expensive couture gown, I think her sister, something, someone was getting married. Um, She rewore the dress for New Year's. Like sort of like embarrassed. Like if your picture is taken again, she goes, I want remembered in this dress because this is the dress that looks best for me. And ever since she said that, I feel like it's kind of changed my perspective. And like, if something me, then I'm okay wearing it again. Like, change something else up. Like, if it's not the outfit, change the earring or the the bag. But like, if something really fits you and look, the chances are you're the only one who's going to worn it. Yeah, definitely. I think you're right. <laughs> and what are your favorite fashion staples everyone must have? They've definitely changed because of quarantine, but like right now, I personally love biker shorts. I'm, I know that's not for everybody, but I think the alternative to wearing sweatpants and the end, they look cool with like a crop top or an oversized sweatshirt showing your stomach. Like there's so many ways of wearing them. I think a body layering, a little blazer, you can wear the blazer, you know, on Zoom meetings now, or if you are, you know, going out and you just want to layer a little a great pair of jeans, a nude and black pointed toe pump, gold tubes like every day, um, a little, you know, dress. I love jacket. I feel like that's sort of overrated. Like people don't ever really talk about denim jackets, but I think you want like a sportier moment. Um, and, you know, a basic white t-shirt. And, uh, you know, for me, I love a good pair of leather leggings. 
was like that and go out on a date like during you know the fall winter and spring like that's my go-to bottom and they just look great yeah you know I don't wear any jeans in summer at all <laughs> it's way too hot I mean yeah. some people do but I never do and I don't even own any pair of sweatpants <laughs> good for you <laughs> I just think like when I wear sweatpants it's just like I'm done <laughs> I, I can't even look at myself I always have maybe shorts or some kind of like casual, you know, outfit, but no sweatpants. Yeah, if you don't feel your best in it, don't wear them. I definitely don't. And what are your favorite fashion trends of summer 2020? I feel like we're in a trendless trendless year going forward. I feel like it's going to be less about trends and more about like kind of what's available and what brands are making. But I think tie-dye is going to stick around. I've seen the fall collection like it's definitely here to stay um for summer and fall um you know I think we've seen crochet this summer I think we've seen a lot of like embellished t-shirts and stuff like that you know definitely like lots of bright colors and pastels I've definitely seen a lot um but you know I do that again like it's not as trend driven of a summer because clothes haven't been able to be produced like on schedule as in a non-pandemic time yeah it's like right now we all just dress up to go to the store somewhere and just you know can really dress up to go to the party i know it's so true some people still do some people still have parties but it's their own risk <laughs> yeah definitely i love the fashion trends as far as summer I love the puffy sleeves and I love the green color, like everything green is so many different styles right now. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think we all need things that are bright and fun to look at and bring us some sort of positivity. Yeah, definitely. How do you think fashion will evolve with pandemic? It's really hard to predict. It'll be more uh, see now, buy now. It'll be more of that, like buying instantaneously once the designers reveal the collections versus like six months in advance. It's going to be a lot more focus on, obviously, for the meantime. And I think like every other industry, you're gonna, we're going to unfortunately say goodbye to some names who have done very well pre-pandemic, finding ways to pivot now. And, but that'll also mean that we'll have the birth of new talents. And I think that's just sort of how the world works. Like things in the world happen. Some, it, it's kind of like the economy, like some in awfully right now, but others are doing very well. Like it just changes of what industries and what people are. Yeah. And I definitely know that in fashion industry, 2019 fashion was the most extraordinary, bright and like, you know, lots of rhinestones, lots of gold and silver. In 2020s, kind of was less of it, maybe a little bit, but 2021, now who knows? Because there yeah. was probably any fashion week this year. Yeah, we definitely don't know. I think everyone's playing a guessing game, and I think the designers and brands and everyone else is too. Probably going to be virtual fashion week. That's for sure. That's a given. I think something... I think something in Paris, they were doing that because I, I've seen some of the people were invited to it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the only way right now, right? Yeah. What are some of your current fashion obsessions? Um, I love sneakers I used to love. I think they're super comfortable. I wear like not 
you know, like basic sneakers. I mean, like I still have McCartney's and like everyone was staring at me on the street thinking I look for them probably, but I love them. Top. I also um, am loving straw bags right now. I think the one place I go somewhat to is the beach. So it's like a place to wear the bags. I love bathing suits that are one pieces because they can double up as body suits. So it's a way to get sort of like a double out of your investment. Um, and I also, I'm up, I love these, I forged on yellow handles and they kind of have like a platform and um, they're super cool. They're like a little nostalgic end of the 90s, but like obviously with a 2020 twist. How would you dress for a Bumble profile or a Zoom date? For dating profiles, like in general, it's just really about being authentic with like who you are. So don't edit your photos so much. You know, I wouldn't post pictures of you with other guys or even tons of friends. Like just give a really accurate representation of who you are. I think it's okay to show a little bit of skin. Like I am guilty of posting a bikini picture, but like it's not provocative. Like it's just sort of tasteful. I think everyone should show a trick shot where it's waist up and one full body. I think, you know, just really showing your real style. Like I wear a lot of color. If a guy doesn't like how much color I wear, then it's not for me. So I think it's just about really staying to who you are. And I think a tight little, you know, I think every, every guy likes seeing a pins, you know, just sort of, if that's your thing, like just sort of really showing like different snapshots of who you are and different element wardrobe. And that's something I always do dates. You know, again, it's focusing more on the top portion of your body. So some sort of sexy top with, a, you know, cleavage, if you want to be a little sexier and a statement earring, I think is great. I always try to be a little more simple on my first dates. Like I'm not pay so much attention outfit. I want him to listen and pay attention to me. And you don't want your outfit to be distracting. You just oh wow, that's great advice. That's so true. Don't dress overdress for the first date because you giving it all away. <laughs> yeah, I think like there's time for that. Like let work for you having to put that really gorgeous dress on or whatever you know where can all listeners find your social handles where they can purchase your book yeah you can find me on instagram sydney sadik um and then my book is available on you can pre-order right now it comes out september 15th it's available on indiebound and um you can have information about that on sydneysadik.com oh that's amazing thank you so much sydney that was fun <laughs> thank you thank you for having me thank you that was all for today, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. You can find me on Instagram. It's not basic blonde underscore or NBB podcast. And to show some extra love and support the show, tag NBB podcast on your Instagram stories and subscribe, rate and review not basic blonde podcast on Apple podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Enjoy your day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.